The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game in parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 236. This, uh, we try not to get political here, but I'm going to send it up to Yair Bolsonaro, the uh, president of Brazil, for calling off the masses and letting the UFC fighters get to the airport and, and get to the fight night in Las Vegas this weekend. So I guess there's a bunch of chaos in Brazil right now. Um, so this goes out to, to him. Um, Thank you for coming to the podcast. This is not a Brazilian politics podcast. This is the MMA gambling podcast where we talk about gambling and MMA and actually both. Um, I am one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox, the chalky half of the duo, even though I did go, did pick a dog in the last episode. We'll see if we, I pick more dogs this episode. This episode is our UFC fight night. Hot versus Lemos main card picks, recommended plays and a big fat juicy parlay. If you're looking for prelim picks, if you haven't heard them already, make sure you go back an episode and listen to that. Um, we, we broke down uh, seven fights already on the last episode. If you, if you want picks for Cage Warriors, which also goes down this weekend, go back another episode before that one, and you can get Gumby's picks for Cage Warriors, which has a very solid fight card going down in London, England this weekend. Um, I mentioned his name already, Gumby, which means he's going to show up. He's like the candy man. If you say his name, he shows up. It's the one and only Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Did you did you just tease us with the fact that you definitely have at least one dog in the main card? Uh, I, feel I said like... I had one. I don't know if I teased or not, but we'll have to wait and see. But then Maybe. you, I think it's it, perhaps, you almost just let it slip that you have one more. What if I told you? Okay. That, what if what if I told you that I am flush with underdogs on this main card? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's you. It it feels it feels real good too. I've got a couple I really like. Hey, if it feels good, do it, Dad. That's that's, that's just life motto, by the way. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's jump into this card now, shall we? We're gonna start with the uh, wrestling, uh, high school U.S. high school wrestler versus an Olympic silver medalist. So uh, maybe the wrestling's a little, maybe saying this is a wrestling battle isn't isn't quite correct, but MMA wrestling battle. Uh, it's lightweights, Grant Dawson versus Mark Madsen. You can put an O in his middle name if you want to call him the Olympic man, Mark Madsen. Uh, we're gonna talk about him first. The Olympian is the nickname. He's 12 and 0. Three knockouts, three submissions, four and zero in the UFC. Used to fight at welterweight, was an Olympic silver medalist as, uh, in wrestling, as well as a whole bunch of other world championships and medals and all that jazz for wrestling. For for um, where's he from again? Denmark? No. Denmark. Yeah. Denmark. Yes, he's Danish. Yes, Denmark. Okay. Um, he's a more active striker of the two. Uh, he lands, meaning he lands in the UFC. He has landed more strikes. Um. Per minute than Dawson has. However, he's he has been outstruck by his UFC opponents by uh, minus 0.15 strikes per minute. Uh, so it's basically a wash there. Uh, plus 185, the number on the Olympian. Maybe that's one of the dogs that Dan's, Dan was hinting at. We shall see. Grant Dawson, KGD, 18 1 1, four knockouts, 12 submissions. He's been knocked out one time. He's 6 0 1 in the UFC. He won his last fight via submission. He used to fight at featherweight. 
He's missed weight twice. He's won all the contender series. Two inches taller than the Madsen, 10 years younger. He's also struck his UFC opponents by 0.61 strikes per minute. Minus 230 at the number on him. I usually go first on the main card. I'm surprised that the line is so high in Dawson's favor. I was hoping it would not be, but uh, I'm going to go with, with Dawson. He's a, a strong MMA wrestler. I'm not going to say he's the Olympic wrestler by any means. A uh, better grappler, I think, than Madsen. Um, I just think he's a better all-around fighter uh, than Madsen, and he's 10 years younger than him, which which does matter. Um, the I've been keeping track of the age gap thing. If fighters that are five years younger than their opponents or, or more are winning 63% of the time. So it's one of the biggest predictors I am tracking uh, right now. That, that's one of the ones that, that come off uh that jumps off the page, the highest of them all. So um, give me Grant Dawson, and let's see if Gumby's going dog here. Yeah, you had a feeling I was going dog, and you're right. Uh, I am. I do like Mark Madsen. I, I will say I, I was about a coin flip on this fight when I saw it announced and as I thought about it over time. And then when I saw the line posted so wide, I, I just feel like it's a spot where you have to either dog or pass it. Like you, I, I don't think there's very much value here. On Grant Dawson, I think there's tremendous value on Mark Madsen. So I'm just going to take him straight up anyway. And the reason for me is I, I totally agree with you. I think Dawson is slightly a better striker. I think his jujitsu is probably better. But also, like, I don't see him subbing Mark Madsen off of his back. I don't see him sweeping Mark Madsen. I really can't imagine him taking Mark Madsen down. Um, And the other thing I will say is, like, since we've seen him move up to lightweight, which, by the way, was the right move for him. He he moved up to lightweight, and and I'm glad he did. He did look good against Jared Gordon, who's not usually a guy who, like, you know, who's not usually a guy who, like, brings the heat to you. You know what I mean? Or not usually a guy who's, like, super strong and imposing. He's got good wrestling, but he's not, like, the, like, overwhelming strong dude that a lot of people, you know, want him to be. But before that, he kind of got manhandled by Ricky Glenn in the third round of that fight to the point where it was a draw, right? Ricky Glenn came close to finishing it. It was Ricky Glenn who got the 10-8 round in that fight, not Grant Dawson to make it uh, 28-28. That worries me because if you gas out against Ricky Glenn and like grappling Ricky Glenn at lightweight is too much for you. Man, dude, Marco Madsen is going to exhaust him because you're, you're right. Marco Madsen is 10 years older, but Marco Madsen does not have the gas tank of somebody 10 years older. Like, right. They, that dude is a freak of nature when it comes to a guy who's 38 years old. He's not built like a 38 year old. He doesn't move like a 38 year old. And I also saw now he's fighting out a fight ready MMA, which I don't think he was for the Vince Pichel fight. Um, And if he was for the Vince Pichel fight, he wasn't for the Clay Guida fight. So, I'm in on Mark Madsen here. I, I think he's going to take him down a whole bunch of times. And just like he's going to be safe enough that Dawson doesn't sub. him. Yep. I, I definitely value it in this, in this line for sure. So we shall see how it plays out. Um, flyweights to gear. versus Nate Manis. Is it to or to gear? It's to gear. I believe that's what I thought. Okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't second guess myself now. Um, Nate, Mayhem Manis, 14-2, five knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out one time. Three and one in the UFC. He lost his last fight after winning his first three. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight. This is his uh, first drop down to flyweight. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight, featherweight, and lightweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. He's got three inches of height, two inches of reach on Ulan Bekov. 
he's been outstruck by despite going three one, he's been outstruck by almost three strikes per minute in the OC. Minus two point eight four. That's horrible. Plus one eighty the number on him. Will back off thirteen and two, one knockout, six submissions, never been finished in a fight. Two and one in the UFC. Lost his last fight after winning his first two. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes. He's a Sambo champion. Striking stats in his favor, and he's almost twice more active landing strikes, 1.8 to be exact. He's outstruck barely his UFC opponents by 0. 0.06 strikes per minute, so basically a wash. Minus 220. I think you're a Nate Manis fan. I think you're going dog I, again. I, I am a Nate Manis fan, too. And I will say the actual word fan, because uh, a lot of times I talk about fighters I like to watch and stuff like that. I really like Nate Manis. Like, I think he's got so much potential. Now, I am going to caveat this one slightly and and maybe hedge my bet a little bit. I'm a little worried about him going to 25. Um, yeah. You know, like cutting down from 135 to 25 is a big move, especially for a guy with his build because he is ripped. But I think the all the all a lot of the problems he had at 35 are literally the only problem he had at 35 since he was 3-1 and one, was the wrestling of Umar Nurmagomedov. Which, by the way, Tagir Ulamakov, not one-eighth of the wrestler that, you know, to, or, uh, that Nurmagomedov is. Um, so, like, I really do believe that Nate Manis is going to have a wrestling advantage here. I also think he's just a better boxer. And the fact that Tagir Ulamakov had so many issues with the grappling of Tim Elliott, I think Nate Manis is just going to manhandle him here. I am obviously going uh, chalk, as I always do. Um, Ulan Bekov's strong grappler. Uh, I think he's uh, going to outstrike Nate Manis as well. So obviously give me give me um, chalk. Cause I is, he a, is he a strong grappler? Like, sure. I, I just yeah. remember him spending some time underneath Tim Elliott and getting he, outboxed by Tim Elliott. He lands a lot more takedowns than Manis. Um, he goes for more submissions than Manis. Yeah, I, I would say he's a better... Uh, better grappler okay uh, we will see we will see won't we we will see dan and we will see all right uh what are we going to move on to actually i haven't told you about WinBet yet ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And finally, Sports Gambling Podcast, that's us, is giving, away, giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do is subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment in the video, and each video is a new chance to win. Then turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. And hopefully it is you. All right, there's no real winner in the next fight. Uh, <laughs> horrible, horrible matchup. Heavyweights, Chase Sherman versus Josh Parisian. Parisian 15 and 5, 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, so he's durable at the very least. 
two and two in the UFC. He's got a lost win, lost a win over his UFC career. He won his last fight via TKO. He was two and zero on the contender series. He was a regional champion. Based on their last weigh-ins, he was 13 pounds heavier than Sherman. He also has an inch of reach on him. He's been outstruck barely in the UFC, minus 0.14 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are in his favor over Sherman, plus 105. Sherman, the vanilla gorilla, 16 and 10, 15 knockouts. Been knocked out four times, submitted twice, four and nine. That's correct. He's four and nine in the UFC over two stints, right? Yeah. Three? Three stints? Three. I think I think he just left and went to Island fights and then came back. I think it was just two, but who knows? Okay. Um, he's got one and four over his last five. However, he did win his last fight. And who did he, who did he beat, Dan? Tell the good people who he beat. Oh, he he beat Jared Vandera. <laughs> he sure uh, because did. Jared Vandera fancies himself a kickboxer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also was the bare knuckle fighting championship champion at heavyweight. Uh, he's more active landing strikes than Parisian. He's exactly even he dishes out the same amount of strikes as he absorbs over his UFC career. Um, so his strike differential is zero minus 125 is the number on Sherman. I'm going to go dog here. Josh Parisian. This is just a, a horrible matchup. I really don't want to pick other man, but I do have to pick someone. Give me the dog. I think his resume sucks a little less than Sherman's resume sucks. He's a better grappler. If he chooses to grapple more durable, uh, doesn't get finished quite as often as Sherman does. So I'll take the plus 105 on Josh Parisian. Sure, why not? Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm also going to take Josh Parisian. And I will also say this. I'm a little bit less low on Josh Parisian than you are. Um, <laughs> Who's uh, you so know, low on him? I, I mean, you were just talking about it was like the worst two guys you could ever pair against <laughs> no. one another. And we already got, well, yeah, we already got that with Chase Sherman's last fight, Jared Vandera. He's head and shoulders better than Jared Vandera, in my opinion. And he does have that ground game aspect where he's like, I actually think he's a decent heavyweight grappler. And like, in terms of what the heavyweight division is and the fact that they don't have very many grapplers, he's actually pretty damn good there. I mean, what he did to Alan Bardo was good. Granted, he didn't look good against Dante Mays, but like Mays like had really put some work into his grappling before that. But if you go back to his time on Contender Series, like he took down Chad Johnson and kind of dominated him there. Um, he had done so in some of the regional scene type fights. So like, yeah, I actually think Josh Parisian is not a, a bad grappler and a bad prospect in those terms. He's also a lot younger than I think people realize too. At 33, that's like a... It's not an uh, an old heavyweight by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I think as long as, and you alluded to this, as long as he doesn't do what Vandera did and <laughs> not to grapple Chase Sherman, he should beat the crap out of Chase Sherman, much similar, similar to the way, uh, I mean, like you might remember when Chase Sherman fought Jake Collier, that fight was over in like four seconds because all of a sudden Jake Collier was on top of him and he had no idea what to do. Parisian's a better grappler than Jake Collier. So, yeah, give me Parisian here. All right. We also, how is he an underdog? How is yeah. Chase Sherman a favorite why. for anybody? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd love to if I could. <laughs> but they think he's going to knock him out, I guess, is what people think. I don't know. But we'll take it. We will take the plus 105. So, Gumby really is going dog heavy, even for him here. Is that dogs in every fight so far? Wow. Will it continue? Let's see. Come in event. Walter Waits. Neil Magny versus Daniel Rodriguez. Um, this one's almost a pick him on the board, so it's hard to get an underdog here. But um, we'll go we'll tell you about D Rod first. Rodriguez, 17 and 2, eight knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. Seven and one in the UFC. So in four straight fights. Used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at middleweight. 
was a regional champion, one and one as a pro boxer. Striking stats in his favor, and he's over two times, 2.2 to be exact, times more active landing strikes than Magni is. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by a very nice 2.42 strikes per minute. He's a slight underdog at minus 105. Uh, Magni, the Haitian sensation, 26-9, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted five times. 19-8 and eight in the UFC. He's gone 2-2 two and two over his last four. He did lose via submission his last fight. He's gone, he went 3-1 on the Ultimate Fighter. He's fought at middleweight 2010. He's been a pro MMA fighter since. Two inches taller than Rodriguez, six inches of reach on him. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.43 strikes per minute, and he's a slight favorite minus 115. Over to you. I'm going Magni. Uh, this You're is finally not going dog. Yeah, this is. Uh, you look, and, and there's. Uh, when this first posted, I was like, I think I like Rodriguez in this one. I'm, I'm yep. going to be honest. I, I saw the line even before we got to the line. I, I saw the matchup posted, and I was like, Ah, maybe this is a changing of the guard moment. Magni is like one of the most criminally underrated dudes. Uh, like right. in, in all seriousness, like you you take a fight where you largely control and outwork Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, a guy who who a lot of people had pegged as like, you know, the future of the division, has since since that time has beat Ponzinibbio and Vicente Luque, including knocking out Vicente Luque had no answers for the reach, timing, and pressure of Neil Magny. And, and like, that, that is one of the reasons why I really like Magny in here. I think he's being underrated due to a submission loss to Shabkat Rachmanov. And, like, first of all, D-Rod's not going to sub him. I feel pretty good about that. And also, I'll just say this. D-Rod has had trouble with grappling defense. Um, You know, like, not that I think Neil Magny leans on his wrestling enough. In fact, I think he should go to it more. Kevin Lee came up to welterweight and took D-Rod down three times. Mike Perry took him down twice. Like, Mike Mike Perry, not a grappler, uh, took him down two out of four times and stuffed his attempts. So, yeah, like, I think this is a bad matchup for Daniel Rodriguez being both a guy who gets hit a lot and uh, a guy who isn't great at defending takedowns. I am going Rodriguez, so we are differing here. Ooh, that is that is off brand for you. I know it is. It, it, this is a tough reach, one. Reach disadvantage, reach underdog. Yeah. You're you're yeah. in on, huh? I know. Well, barely underdog. I, I like the role he's on. I think he's a more dangerous striker and a better striker. The reach is going to be an issue though, um, as as could be the grappling. Maybe I am underrating Neil Magnia, as you said. He's criminally underrated, but uh, I'll roll the dice on Rodriguez. I've liked what I've seen of him of as of late, to the main event with another Rodriguez, but it's not pronounced that way. It's Mahina Hadhigas. They don't say Mahina, do they? Like they say Keho Hosa. They they do not. No, they should. Mahina Hadhigas versus Amanda Lemos. The newly made uh, main event here, women's strawweight five rounds, 115 pounds. Tell you about Lemos first, 12, 2, and 1. Seven knockouts, three submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted once. Six and two in the UFC. She won her last fight via submission. She used to be the jungle fight champion in Brazil. Used to also used to fight up at Bantamweight. She's outstruck her UFC opponents by about a half a strike per minute, plus 0.47. Grappling stats in her favor, plus 180. Hadhigas, 16-1 and two. Somehow she has two draws on her record, both in the UFC as well. Uh, six knockouts, one submission. She's six one and two in the UFC. She's won four straight. She's not lost a fight since in over two years, July of 2020, and that was to current champ Carla Esparza, a controversial split decision loss. 
She was 1-0 in the Contender Series. She's two inches taller than Amos. Striking stats in her favor. She's outstruck her UFC opponents by almost two strikes a minute, 1.96 strikes per minute. Minus 220, the number on Had Higaz. I'm a Had Had Higaz fan, so I will be going with Marina Had Higaz here. Uh, I'm not super impressed with Amanda Lemos. I think Had Higaz is going to win a striking battle. Uh, Probably going to go the full 25 minutes. Um, So if you want to get fancy, you can take her via submission. But I will take the mean mug, the girl with the mean mug, Marina, Mahina Had Higaz. Yeah, I don't don't think there's any reason to get fancy with this because I do think there's a chance that this just goes five rounds um because because lamosh is is not super easy to finish although she was finished in her last fight like she's not super easy to finish i i think this winds up being a master class by hot and i think the fact that this wound up turning into a five round fight yeah like wildly favors her like she looked right. really good late in the fight against Mackenzie dern <laughs> in a five round fight I, I can't see why she would look worse against amanda lamosh i i think she's going to outclass her on the feet. I think she'd even like, I think she would surprise people if this went to the mat. I think she would surprise people and be able to sub her if she needed to, because she, I mean, she gave Dern like trouble at certain points. She had that like weird, I think it was like a weird anaconda choke from like a guillotine looking position on Mackenzie Dern for a second. So like, I think she would give her trouble in all kinds of places. So yeah, give me, give me Rodri or hot. He rather uh, all day. Negative two twenty is a good price for her too. Trouble in all types of places. Yes. We will take hot. He here. We are not done. We are not done. We have recommended plays for you. Now we will spend our, we will uh, spread a mythical, mystical imaginary hundred dollars throughout the card on any kind of bets we want to make these are are supposed to be our recommended place the plays that we're most uh most confident on but dan always likes to get fancy with parlays and props because they're such safe bets so we'll, we'll go with you go ahead um i'm gonna actually i'm gonna take a, a page out of chalk's book here because okay. uh i i don't have a ton of bets that i really do like on this card uh, yep. from top to bottom. I, I actually am a, a little less high on most of what I see on the board. So I'm going to take Marina uh, and I'm just going to take her straight up money line. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put 60 of my hundred on Rodriguez. Wow. Uh, I just You're very confident. Yeah. There's just not like, I, I like a lot of dogs on this card, but like not in a way that I'm like, like pining to pour a bunch of money on him. I just think she's the smartest play on this whole card and the most safe thing. Yeah. Um, and, and on a card with like not very many safe things. Yep. I, I agree. I will take half my bankroll there. I'll put 50 on her via the money line. Probably if you want to get fancy, yeah, I would say via decision, but I'm just giving you uh, the safer play here. So. Um, all right. Ahead. So. And for my next one, I am going to get a little fancy for from here on out. Um, but the first one is just going to be a couple of big favorites uh, in a parlay here. So I'm I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Jake Hadley. Yeah, who I, I think. Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy play. And I'm going to take Johnny Munoz, too. Uh, I think he's a pretty safe play. Are you parlaying these or are these? And I'm going to par- Yeah, I'm going to parlay okay. them together. So those two together is going to give me plus 106. Okay. So I'm going to take those two together, plus 106 for uh, 20 of my remaining 40 bucks. All right. Um, I will just take Hadley straight up for 30 bucks. So Hadley minus 275, 30 bucks. All right. So 
the last two I am going to get a little cute because I'm trying to make up some ground here. So uh, I- I'm going to get a little cute with a couple of props. The first one, I'm going to take Derek Minner, but I'm going to take him by submission. I'm going to say he gets Shyolan Nurdambique out of there. Uh, and you can juice that number. I think I hinted at this on the last show. You can juice that plus 175 all the way up to plus 130. And I, I really don't think. Uh, 230, any... you mean? No, up. Uh, Sorry, I, I what did I say? One thirty? Yeah, I, I should have said I should have said plus three hundred. It's three hundred. Wow. Yeah, it's That's plus three hundred. I don't know why I said plus one thirty. Maybe I'm looking at something else. But uh, three hundred is nice though. How much you yeah, get on that? I'm gonna put ten bucks on All on right. by sub plus three hundred. Okay, my last twenty is gonna go on Vidal over Pasquale minus one forty. I, I know you warned us she doesn't have a gas tank, but hopefully it doesn't matter because Pasquale has not been very good. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm gonna take Vidal as well uh yep. it, with my last ten bucks. However, this is where um I'm I'm almost hedging against the fact that I think she would tire out and look terrible in the second and third rounds. I I think she's going to get an early submission. Um, okay. so I I picked her to win. I'm picking her to win by finish because I I don't think she's going to win if she doesn't win by finish. Yeah. Um, and since I picked her to win, I say she gets it done by sub. Uh, Vidal by sub is plus 500. So I'll take Vidal by sub and let's get that up to five to one. That's fantastic. All right. So Gumby's got Mahina Hadhiga's money line. Jake Hadley and Johnny Munoz Jr. Uh, parlay. Derek Minner via sub and Vidal via sub. I have Hadhiga's money line, Hadley money line, Vidal money line. We're not done. We got one more thing for you. Our, our Hungry Man John Superfan Parlay. What do you got for us this week, Mr. Vreeland? So I'm going to borrow from my recommended plays on one half of it. I think the Minner by subline is is crazy. Like if you're trying to build a big, massive parlay to get, you know, crazy yeah. odds on this. Derek Minner by sub at plus 300 should be a building block. Like he's got, like you said, got 22 subs. Nerdon Peak is lost by submission a bunch. He got caught in submissions last fight and just, you know, made it out of it. But I don't I don't know that he's going to get out of it with uh, Derek Minner. So, yeah, give me Derek Minner plus 300. I'm actually going to pair it with something that you've not been saying. Uh, you said take Marina Rodriguez. I'm actually going to say take Marina Rodriguez inside the distance. Really? Um, as the second half. Yeah, here's why. I, I Well, first of all, it's plus 210, uh, which I think is is kind of steep for somebody who's already like a negative 210 favorite. So if you put those two together, you're going to get 1140. That satisfies my goal of getting a 10 to one. I will say this. Here's why I believe she can get it done inside the distance. We've seen Marina Rodriguez. Who? Or it, my, Marina Rodriguez. Sorry. Yes. Um, okay. You messed it up last show. Uh, <laughs> we, we've seen her pour it on people, right? Like, Look at what she did to Amanda uh, Amanda Hibas. Yeah. yeah, right. Once she popped Amanda Hibas on the chin, Hibas was done, right? And and it was clear that she was done. Now we're going to watch her in a fight with somebody who is coming off of being finished, first of all. It, well, no, she had the win in between there, too. But she she had, did get finished by uh, Jessica Andrade. And we've never seen her go late into a fight. Like, never seen her go late into a fight. And she's been TKO'd in the UFC. Uh, now, granted, that was by Leslie Smith in up weight class, up two weight classes. Uh, but, like, I really think there's a good chance that, like, Hadhigas just, like, lands the big bomb and pours it on. Or 
that like Lemos is just not ready for five rounds in the same way that Hadiguez is. So yeah, yeah. Uh, pair me Derek Minner by submission and Hadiguez inside the distance. Uh, you don't have to get fancy with KO or sub, but I, I like her to get the finish. All right, plus 1140 will do the trick for us in that. Hopefully I did the trick for you, the main card in the books of our preview. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed if you're listening to us on the SGPN feed. If you can make sure you listen to us on our own dedicated feed, that would help us out with our numbers and for new people um, finding out about the show and listening in. And uh, as as does uh, reviews. If you haven't given us a review, if you give us a review, that would help tremendously as well. Um, what else should you do? You should get in the Discord and chat with us in there. It's lots of fun. Sportsgummypodcast.com slash Discord. Um, or on Twitter, our, the account that Dan runs for us is SGPNMMA. My account is Jeff Fox Writer. His account is Gumby Reland. Uh, read all our great articles on every sport uh, at sportsgummypodcast.com. Read all my MMA stuff and enter uh, my UFC Pick'em Contest for free over at uh, on Substack. It's moneymma.substack.com. Give that a subscribe and listen to Dan's Top Turtle podcast this week because he interviews two people off of this here event coming up. And who are they once again, Dan? Uh, Jake Hadley and Johnny Munoz, both of the guys in my parlay this week. <laughs> there you go. Maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's not. So make sure you listen to that as well. I think that's all I have to tell them. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to recap all of the goodness. Oh, and make sure you go back if if, if you want to make some bets on Cage Warriors on this weekend, which has got a big event going down in London. Go back two episodes. Dan gives you all the betting advice you need to know for that. And we'll recap all of that stuff come Sunday and Monday when we have uh, when we're back into your ears. I'm going to let Gumby say goodbye to you now. I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff O. Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.